0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're doing a video that I never thought I would have to do, and certainly not one that I would have to do today. For those of you who haven't been following the story or haven't been checking it out in Virtual Legality, Epic Games creators of the global hit battle royale video game sensation, Fortnite, have gone on a bit of a warpath over the past few days, and a warpath that we maybe should have had an inkling about based on its CEO Tim Sweeney's tweets and other social media presences across the last, let's say, six months. But be that as it may, Fortnite and Epic Games made their move last week by essentially baiting the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store into terminating their respective relationships with the Fortnite video game after Epic allowed customers to circumvent the App Store and the Google Play Store by paying Epic directly at a discount, eliminating at least a portion of the 30% cut that the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store would take from them. Now, since that was, in fact, a trap that Epic had baited Apple and Google with, once Fortnite was terminated from those stores, Epic immediately launched into two separate federal Sherman Act antitrust lawsuits against both Google and Apple, effectively alleging that both Apple and Google have monopoly power over the markets of their own operating system, that Apple has a monopoly power over its own Apple iOS, And Google has a monopoly power over the Android operating system, and in particular, the way Google Play is required to interact with that system. They filed these lawsuits all over the place. The pertinent place to look if you are diving into these legal documents is in the early paragraphs where they describe what they are talking about, app distribution and in-app payment processing. That is what they're aimed at. That is really the whole of the argument that Epic is making, is effectively that Epic, despite making a billion dollars in user interactions on Google Play and the App Store, is not satisfied with its $700 million and would prefer that to be the full billion, or maybe they can allow for only $950 million because Google and Apple really aren't doing anything. They just have a market and a player base that Epic, by all rights, deserves to have access to regardless of the rules that Apple or Google tries to set. It's in that background that Tim Sweeney has continued on, uh, let's say, a quixotic Twitter campaign to fight off all potential criticisms of these particular claims over the past couple of days with what amounts to a mercurial and arbitrary set of arguments on his personal Twitter page. So it was in this scope that he put out the following either last night or the night before. He said, let's try searching for Netflix on the App Store. Whoops, Netflix isn't the top result because Apple sold top result to TikTok. At least all the text is super readable, except the low contrast white on blue white ad label. You search for Netflix in the App Store, out pops a TikTok ad, stated his ad right there, and Tim Sweeney is upset about it. Now, before we get into the details here and where Mr. Sweeney decided to call out little old Hoglaw for no particular reason other than the fact that somebody had linked us to him, it's worth noting that despite what Ruscofile would tell you about Hoglaw, looking forward to the next Hoag Law video, I'm curious to see if he's capable of generating additional suction to more firmly attach his lips to the Keysters of Apple and Google. If this isn't your first rodeo in virtual legality, you know that it isn't our ambit to attach our lips to any keisters. Is Google Stadia's marketing fraudulent or just extremely deceptive? Taking a bite out of Apple? Are all Google ads now deceptive? Why advertisers should be concerned? And of course, YouTube's The Tyranny of Authority video. The frank matter is, is that we in virtual legality, and certainly with my background in corporate law and reading terms of service and terms of use, have regularly spent now almost 300 episodes reading through terms of service, reading through those contracts that you enter into on a regular basis, and pointing out the areas in which I think these corporations are taking too much And saying you need to know about these things so that if you decide that that is too far for you, you can tell your friends and you can react to those contracts and have somebody here reading these things for you so that you don't have to read 48 pages of Crash Bandicoot Activision page turns when you turn on the game. That is what we do here. And sometimes that means we call out Apple. Sometimes that means we call out Google. Sometimes that means we call out Epic. And so just because I think that Apple has its problems, and I am entirely in favor of Microsoft putting out a statement that says, Apple really should allow xCloud. There's no reason to distinguish between Netflix and xCloud. And so we're going to push for that in the court of public opinion, yes, but not by putting a hashtag in Sea of Thieves and trying to foment some kind of teenage rebellion and declaring liberation for our video games. No, we're going to say Apple is doing things wrongly and you should be aware of it the next time you go to consider what kind of purchase you are going to make either in your smartphone or your tablet lives. That's how these things are handled. But no, we here in virtual legality don't really pick sides. Sometimes Sony's great. Sometimes they're god-awful and they issue DMCA takedown notices against everybody. Sometimes Microsoft is great. Sometimes they're awful. Sometimes Epic is great. I'm told that must be the case at some point. But very often... They are god-awful. So here Mr. Sweeney, the CEO of Epic, is trying to just muddy the waters, right? He's got a lawsuit that basically says 30% is too much. I don't want to pay that money to Apple. I don't want to pay that money to Google. You should think badly about those companies. They are trying to hurt you. We are going to go on a crusade. Join us in that crusade. And so that is what he is doing on Twitter basically every day at this point. So this was just another kind of plank in him trying to build up that foundation for this argument. Look, they sell ads at the top of their search engine. Okay, we scroll down and then install Netflix. Now let's sign up. Whoops, you can't sign up in app and Apple won't even allow Netflix to tell users how to sign up out of app. You gotta go figure it out. They do, they do require that. And I don't think that that's necessarily great, but it also doesn't make them the subject of an antitrust action. Back to TikTok, let's try searching for that. Whoops, Apple punked TikTok, And then the App Store doesn't store Fortnite. Google Play doesn't play Fortnite. This is the broken state of mobile platforms in 2020. To which I said, you know, that's interesting, right? You know, Epic is constantly selling things. They have all sorts of products, most predominantly Fortnite and the Unreal Engine. I wonder if Epic is in the business of helping to financially support this kind of activity. So lo and behold, I went and I searched for Unity Engine. Just a normal phrase, and a lot of people come into my comments and say that's not the name of their engine, it's just Unity, and that's fine. My point in making this particular search, which you can see is answered by Google in their search engine with a first advertisement position of Unreal Engine, the Epic Games product, was, okay, Tim, so just to be clear, it's bad when a company buys up ad space using competitor search keywords, Hmm? right? That's your entire complaint here, is that this is a bad thing to have done, and yet, Yes, this is the state of the market, and you have to engage with it at some level to market your company, but you are choosing to do that, and you are choosing to help financially support that particular endeavor. Not only are you choosing to support that, which is a kind of hypocrisy on its own, and we'll talk about the ways in which it's not a full 100% hypocrisy, because if anything, we like to be fair in this space, in virtual legality, but it is hypocritical in some fashion, and worse It's all in the service of trying to tell folks that it's not normal to buy up advertising space in places, right? The Apple App Store is a store. The iOS is a little country that Apple built, that they asked everybody to come visit, that they sold tickets to with the sale of their iPhones, and they said, come visit us, and you can potentially buy some space here to advertise if you'd like. And Apple says, we will even sell space on search. Now, don't get me wrong. If you don't like that, I don't blame you. I don't love having advertisements be a function of a search engine in a store. You want to say that's not a great idea, as Tim Sweeney does here, totally fine. But let's not pretend that you, if you're Tim Sweeney and Epic Games, aren't a part of the process. You know darn well that when people go into a space, whether it's digital or physical, as we've shown here, that it often behooves you as a marketing policy to buy an advertisement space in front of their eyeballs before they get to whatever else they were going to buy. Perhaps you buy a ad for TikTok in front of a Netflix search on the App Store search engine. Perhaps you build and buy a Fortnite battle bus to put in the Walmart toy section in front of the MCU and before you can get to purchasing those Spider Man toys. Maybe instead you want to buy a cartoon banana or a llama first. Let's put this big bus here. Or maybe, just maybe, you wind up buying the search term of your most leading competitor for the engine that you want to sell so that your ad gets put there in front. You don't have to like it. It is the state of the world and it has nothing to do do with your lawsuit? As I said in my own retweet, come on, Tim. You know damn well that it's legal to sell advertising space in search functionality and even to buy ads with competitor keywords. After all, you personally support that practice when it suits you. And indeed, Epic Games does. They pay to support a practice which apparently is so abhorrent that Apple should be deemed evil, that Google should be deemed evil. And in fact, The ultimate response that we get here because somebody named Flamingo Digital Games on Cocaine, I can't beat Twitter names, can I, decided to link my tweet to his and retweet it saying the Epic Games Paradox, which Mr. Sweeney then responded to and so many people DM'd me on that I decided to do this video. He said the following. Is a common refrain of those that don't really want to grapple with systemic change, but instead want to cast themselves as the hero in whatever story they're portraying themselves in. I'm fighting Apple policies while tweeting on an iPhone. Don't hate the players, hate the game. Apple made a storefront where developers have to bid against each other for searches for our own brands while blocking other stores from competing with them, all to protect consumers. So many things here, right? So the very first thing you have is an abdication of responsibility. You say, okay, let's say we all agree that this is a bad thing. Let's say we all agree that search engines selling advertising space to competitors and being allowed to use competitor keywords, that TikTok can put in the keywords that it wants to sell on the word Netflix, that that's something that's bad, that's wrong, that's unethical, that should go away. The fact that you do it anyway, that you put money in Google's pocket and probably many other search engine pockets, because I can't possibly know all the advertising materials that you have out there in the world, Unreal or Epic Games, that you put money in their pockets and say, look, donate the players I have to play in this evil game is an abdication of your responsibility to help perpetuating it. You don't have to agree. And you can say, you know what, Rick, that is true. I think it's a necessary evil, and I wish I didn't have to do it. Which maybe you want to read. You want to give Mr. Sweeney the benefit of the doubt here and say, you know, that's essentially what he's saying, Rick. If that's your position, that's okay. A lot of people want to side with Epic on this. A lot of people want to side against Apple and Google on this. One thing you will never hear from me in this space, regardless of how adamant I can be in my positions, is that reasonable minds arguing for legal premises and looking at analysis on a legal basis are not welcome. You are absolutely allowed to disagree with me. I think that you are wrong, but I don't think that makes you a bad person or dumb or any other ad hominem attack that you might hear on the internet. Separately, I think that Mr. Sweeney here is very wrong and he knows it. So the very next thing that he does is that he moves to push this into that kind of liberation philosophy, that this is a crusade, this is a holy war against the evils of Apple and Google. They made a storefront where developers have to bid against each other, what we might call a market, for searches for our own brands while blocking other stores from competing with them all to protect customers. You see the conflation of the two points right there, right? I think if you ask Apple right now, they wouldn't say that they sold space to TikTok on a Netflix search to protect any customers. They sold that space because in some reasonable fashion, they have a good or service that has a value that they are willing to sell and that third parties are willing to buy on the normal free exchange of resources between those two parties. And note the word free there. We're going to come back to it. And that, that is why they sold it. It's not to protect customers. It's because there was a billboard space available and they sold that billboard space. Much like Epic is in the business of getting people and eyeballs into their storefront by purchasing marketing space. Do you think that Troy Total War was free for Epic? Do you think that Sega just decided to release it for free and Epic didn't pay them anything when it was released, by the way, on the very same day that they decided to launch two giant federal lawsuits? I don't think so. I think Epic is spending money to make their own exclusives, to make their own noise, to limit the freedom, certainly of the steams of the world, but also the people that like the steams of the world. And you wanna keep that in mind as well, because the philosophy, the actual rhetoric that Mr. Sweeney then leans back on is in his second post. If we don't fight for our rights where we stand, we'll eventually run out of places to retreat to. And by then we'll be too weak and divided to win. Honest to God, is this Braveheart? Is he running for political office? I don't know. This is why developers need to fight the store monopolies here and now. The store monopolies, outside of assuming the definition that he would grant to it in his federal lawsuit, Who else runs a store? And who else runs a store that very regularly limits other people's ability to buy what they want, to participate in the systems that they want, to have the friends lists that they want across the personal computer spectrum? Who does that? The Epic Games Store, and Tim Sweeney knows it. Because whatever he does, is right because he's fighting for freedom and righteousness. And it doesn't matter if he limits consumer choice, if he makes things worse for you or your neighbor or your neighbor's neighbor because he knows what he is doing is right. And don't look behind the curtain. It's not about lowering a 30% cut to a 20, a 10, a 5, or a 0% cut. That's just money. This is about freedom. If we don't fight for our rights where we stand, we'll eventually run out of places to retreat to. The right to do what, Tim? the right to freely enter into a contract, breach it, and then declare the other side as evil for doing what they told you they would do when you breach the contract that you had with them under which you made 700 plus million dollars. Yes, they are the great evil for creating a product that as you say in your own lawsuit, is loved and purchased by more than a billion people, that you have a right to get into that market because to limit that right is to limit your personal freedom for not having built that market at all, but because you want to and because you want more money from that market. Let's be honest here. Epic can fight Apple. Epic can fight Google. In fact, on a lot of the terms that you have a problem with, Mr. Sweeney, I agree with you. I think Apple's doing some bad stuff with respect to their streaming checks. I think they're doing some bad stuff with their terms and conditions. And I think you have every right to say those terms and conditions are unfair. I don't like them. Let's try to get them changed. Let's exert pressure. But that doesn't mean that they're monopolistic. It doesn't mean that they're using their power untowardly. It doesn't mean that everybody else should have to come along with you to destroy walled gardens because you deign it to be just. You are not the final arbiter of justice. And... To actually end by saying developers need to fight store monopolies when you're running one of the most exclusive curated shops in the history of the world, at least the digital one, is, let's just call it hyperbolic. Continuing with the Mr. Sweeney digressions over the weekend, one other thing that he said is he took offense. To various corners of the internet, saying that the free Fortnite campaign was weaponizing his young user base. Now, we had our own thoughts on that. You can see hashtag freefortnite described here as Epic's unethical hashtag mob. I highly recommend checking that out. But by the time you get to IGN actually saying these things, Tim Sweeney has a problem, right? IGN is much bigger than Hoglaw, you know, maybe only for now. We don't know. Tell your friends, bring them into this location. But he says, IGN says Epic is weaponizing Fortnite fans, but the armament being offered is simply an idea, this guy thinks he's Andrew Ryan, that the maker of a smartphone does not have the right to dictate the terms of our lives and our businesses. The tech monopolies would love nothing more than a battle of might because they can muster a far larger fighting force. They do not fear our weapons. They do fear our ideas. Namely, the idea that 30% should probably be 10% and we'd like that $200 million. Signed, Tim Sweeney. And of course, this was ridiculous on its face, right? No reasonable person can look at hashtag free and say that they aren't trying to weaponize an often young, sometimes naive, fan base using propaganda to deliver a message that Apple is evil and trying to keep Fortnite away from you without diving into three hours of virtual legality nuance on the nature of the Sherman Antitrust Act and the problem with defining market conditions. And so I said, outside of being ludicrously hyperbolic, no one forced you to buy an iPhone any more than they forced Mr. Sweetie to make millions signing onto that phone's OS terms. It is also disingenuous. Epic has willfully weaponized and encouraged its fans for its own ambition. Its methodology is despicable, unethical, and should be soundly rebuked by all who understand that the wielding of mobs, particularly those composed of children, through propaganda and limited information is a danger to much more than how Mr. Sweeney can make on V-Buck sales. Look, we've talked about outrage mobs in this space. We've talked about the growing influence of little tiny niches and sects in various journalistic outlets and problems with news and editorializing on what should be fairly informational documents. It's one of the things we do in this space is to break down the editorializing and the paraphrasing so that you can help read between the lines and better make an understanding and a case for yourself. Not Rick Hogue's case, not Hogue Law's case, not Virtual Egality's case, but to hopefully get a critical reading eye and critical thinking that you can apply to every article. And if you want to use that to disagree with me, you're more than welcome to do so. But to simply say free Fortnite, Epic Games is defying a monopoly, and in retaliation, Apple blocked Fortnite from a billion devices, join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984, is a messianic complex of such rampant self-aggrandizement that it almost goes beyond the pale, that is unexpected even for the CEO of a tech conglomerate. We're talking about a Neil Stevenson villain at this point. You have to expect him to break out into a James Bond cat petting. And I finished by saying, you can agree or disagree with Epic. We always do that in this space. On that, reasonable minds can differ, but Fortnite does indeed need to be freed from propaganda, from manipulation, and from the politization of its young fan base for its owner's own corporate ends. Free Fortnite. Let it be a game. Let it be something for teens and kids to hang out with and practice dance moves on. Let them be cartoon bananas without dealing with your corporate BS. Let them have that product or soon you might have a different problem than Apple and Google because if parents start to think that you can put any idea, any concept, any corporate message into their children's minds, you are going to see some pushback because it doesn't take a lot of thought to think, oh, suddenly Fortnite is pushing for Trump. Suddenly Fortnite is pushing for Biden. Suddenly Fortnite is pushing for China. If you can deliver messages like this, it is not a long leap to start worrying about those things. And it's something that Tim Sweeney should be much more well aware of and not just fighting against the IGNs of the world to say nothing is being weaponized here. We just offered an idea like we're Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception. It was just an idea, but like Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception, that idea might become a suicidal one if this continues on for Fortnite. Finally, he wound up saying at the most basic level. We are fighting for the freedom of people who brought smartphones to install apps from sources of their choosing, the freedom for creators of apps to distribute them as they choose, and the freedom of both groups to do business correctly. Now, as a fundamental issue, I got no problem with freedoms. You know, we are all for the freedom of contract in this space. That's how we do business, that's what commercial and corporate law really is. But you'll note what isn't included in this list of freedoms, right? The freedom of the creator of a piece of hardware, a phone, a tablet, something else to say, we created this thing. We want you to be involved, but you have to sign onto our terms that this is the deal for how the product is to be sold, how an iPhone is to be sold, how an Android is to be sold. That's a freedom. They have the freedom to make that contract. Epic has the freedom to sign or decline to sign it. And all they've really said in their lawsuit is, well, you guys got too many people that love your product, so you can't make the terms that you have set and that you've kept for as long as I could remember in these two spaces that now suddenly despite the fact that they've been the same this entire time they are suddenly monopolistic because you're just too popular and that's not the way the sherman act has ever been read that's not the way monopoly power is ever interpreted you can have a monopoly in the united states you just can't use that power in an anti-competitive way it's one of the reasons i think they make some good points about google and how they are actually treating third parties with respect to the licensure of their os but they don't have that same argument against Apple. And in neither respect, are they really fighting for freedom? Certainly not Epic's. Epic had the freedom to not sign that contract. They wanted the $700 million. Epic had the freedom to walk away instead of deliberately breach the contract and foist a lawsuit on Apple and Google. They had plenty of freedom. What they didn't have the freedom to do was blatantly breach the contract and accept Apple and Google to say, yeah, okay. I mean, that's a blatant breach, but we we understand. Good on you, Epic Games. He continues, the primary opposing argument is smartphone makers can do whatever they want. This is an awful notion. We all have rights, and we need to fight to defend our rights against whoever would deny them. Let me ask you a question, Tim. Did someone force you to buy an Apple iPhone? Did you lose your rights by buying that iPhone? Did Apple put you in prison or Apple jail? No, I don't think that they did. They didn't deny you any rights either. You had the right to purchase that product, the right to purchase a separate product, the right to develop your own product. Tim, you're going to lose a fortune in this lawsuit, and you could have built an Epic iPhone compatible whatever in half the price that you're going to pay in preening on Twitter and in federal whatever. So when you look at these kinds of things, when you look at these arguments, understand what this is. I don't know whether this is Nego Play, I don't know Tim Sweeney from Adam. But this has all the makings of a client, a principal, a CEO that wants to be a hero or a martyr and wants to go out there with these kinds of notions and say, smartphone makers can't do whatever they want because I should be able to do whatever I want. And never the twain shall meet, right? You're either imposing your will on smartphone makers or both sides are able to do what they want. And your side might have to say, I don't accept those terms and walk away. But that was still your choice instead foisting on them that they can't have a walled garden that they can't sell an apple iphone or a playstation 5 with an operating system that only lets who they want into that garden saying that that is not allowed and should be per se illegal as a monopoly violation prohibits a business model prohibits the people that would purchase that product that want apple to say you know what? We're only going to deal with the stuff on ROS. We're going to guard you. You don't have to think about sideloading or APKs or anything else. You just have to press the button and it'll work like magic. You prevent that from happening. Why? So you can get more than your 30%, more than your 70%, even though you agreed to give Apple 30% in the first instance and for the past number of years. Another argument against supporting free Fortnite is that this is just a billion-dollar company fighting a trillion-dollar company about money, but the fight isn't over Epic wanting a special deal. It's about the basic freedoms of consumers and developers, but not hardware manufacturers. Right? This is all a, we are such an underdog and that is such a tech giant, but you don't actually have to be a trillion-dollar company to build a phone. You do maybe to get lucky and make it as popular as the iPhone is. But you can go out and you can build a phone. Epic could build a phone right now, and you can bet your hat that this argument would be exactly the opposite when Epic were asked to, say, to justify the percentage cut that it's taking on its operating system. And maybe Epic's got a phone planned. Who knows? Finally, he finishes with a complete reversal of his original point. Hey, finally, there's nothing wrong with fighting about money. You work hard to earn this stuff. When you spend it, the way it's divided determines whether your money funds the creation of games or is taken by middlemen who use their power to separate gamers from game creators. Apple didn't do nothing for you. They're evil. Okay, maybe. Or maybe Apple created the entire market and the function of the App Store, and maybe they deserve their cut. Maybe they don't deserve their cut, but you fight them in the marketplace and not with a federal injunction. And it's interesting how you go straight from we're fighting for freedom to what's wrong with fighting about money? You know that this rhetoric is just that. It's just rhetoric. You know that Epic has been in the business of making exclusives, of taking freedom away from people that love video games, from separating gamers from their creators for as long as the Epic Game Store has been in existence. You know this when you said it. You know that the Epic Game Store takes 12% of revenues. And why? Your lawsuit says that All Apple and Google should ever earn from the percentage that they're putting out there is 3%. They're just payment processors. Yeah, maybe the 30% at the front end could be okay, judge, but the payment processing is a real problem. Except you sell in-app stuff right now on the Epic Game Store. Why do you get 12%? And why can't somebody sue you on the Epic theory of litigation and say Epic is a monopoly provider of Epic access? I don't want to pay 12%. I'm willing to pay 2%. What is your logical argument to that particular claim? Everybody is a monopoly provider of the market that they create. Apple, Google, and yes, Epic. And there are right and there are wrong ways to treat this. Finally, I'll leave you with one of my favorite Tim Sweeney tweets. It's one that I referenced before in this space. The problem is not a number. It's not 30 versus 12 or five or zero. And a number isn't the solution. The problem is unfair trade practices that obstruct competition among stores and payment processors. The solution is open platforms and fair competition. A whole spectrum of numbers will result. Problem is not a number. Number isn't the solution. It's unfair trade practices that obstruct competition. Unfair trade practices. Is purchasing exclusive games away from your competitor after that game has already been announced for the competing platform, is that an unfair trade practice? Is paying people deliberately to not go and be available on someplace else where they have already advertised and been bought sometimes in pre-orders? Is that an unfair trade practice? Is using the leverage of a system like Fortnite that is making you money to undercut and price your business, the Epic Game Store, and provide for free games underneath everybody else, is that predatory? Is that an unfair trade practice? Is it okay for you to use all that money to undercut the rest of the market? I don't know. I could tell you here in Virtually Galley, I'd certainly say that it wasn't the case. And yet, here we have Tim Sweeney, the CEO of Epic, saying that any of these things are up for grabs because he supports freedom. It's not a number. It's unfair trade practices. We need openness. We need open platforms at the most basic level. We're fighting for freedom for people. And yet, there's no greater purveyor of lessening freedom on the PC gaming superstructure than Epic Games. Finally, I'll leave you with something that Tim Sweeney retweeted from somebody named Sean Farner at PixelQuips who deals with this, as we like to say in virtual reality as an adult. I love Apple products. I am typing this on an iPhone. These shenanigans have me ready to move on. This is what? The third gaming-related app that's been shut down this week because Apple can't control every little ounce of it? This was in response, I believe, to Facebook Gaming saying that they couldn't use Little Interactive Basketball on their Facebook Gaming streaming platform. We covered this earlier in the series in the original video, The Epic Declares War on Apple Google. So please do check that out but you can see what this response is. Hey, I don't like Apple's terms. I think Apple is being stupid here. I do too. I think Apple is being stupid about the interactivity of something like the Facebook gaming app. And I think they're doing it primarily because they don't want anything to really take away from the attention and focus of the rest of their app store. And so I think they're doing this in a draconian way. I don't think it's a great look for them. I don't think it's a great decision by them. But you know what you don't see here? You don't see, let's sue them all out of existence. This should be illegal. Think of the children or anything else. You think, Instead, I don't really like what Apple's doing. I might buy something different than an iPhone next time. I've liked their products for a long time, but their behavior is is pushing me away. Just like when, happy with the Xbox 360, I looked at the Xbox One as an offering and said, yeah, you know what? I think I'm out for Microsoft right now. I'm going to switch sides on the, uh, the console discussion. We're going to go with the PlayStation 4 first, and then we'll come back to the Xbox One if they start having good things on them because I thought they were moving in the wrong direction. I thought they had the wrong kind of concepts, the mandatory connect. At the time, for a short period of time, the mandatory call-in check-ins, the disregarding of people's concern about those things. Companies, corporations, and businesses can make a mistake. It doesn't make them illegal. And that is the fundamental crux if you take nothing else away from this video that i would impart to you is that i have no love for a lot of apple's policies a lot of google's policies facebook twitch twitter's policies i have no love for a lot of them and i would seek to have them changed but there is a right way and a wrong way to do that and in my opinion epic is by far taking the wrong way and trying to muddy the waters confuse the issue and call out everyone that would possibly seek to call them out for that particular behavior. This has been Virtual Legality for today. It's an unusual one. I guess tell your friends about this. It's not every day that the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company decides to, to retweet and say that I didn't do anything wrong from a Hoag Law tweet late at night on, I believe, a Sunday. But That is what happened over this past weekend, and we love having these conversations with folks. I am sure a number of you are going to leave comments to this video telling me how wrong I am. You know what? That's totally okay. Love having those conversations with people. Love discussing those topics with people. If you want to tell me how wrong I am, leave that comment. Absolutely. Leave a downvote if you're so inclined. We certainly don't. Like those, but we understand it when sometimes the topic or the subject matter of a video is something that you just didn't enjoy. Otherwise, leave those likes, subscribe to the channel, tell people that we are here having these discussions. If you know Tim Sweeney personally, tell him that we are a perfectly reasonable forum in which to talk. We do not bite. We are happy to have this conversation with him live. Or otherwise, on a recorded message here in virtual legality, let him get his piece out, have a discussion about the lawsuit that they have chosen to bring, my problems with it, why he thinks that the lawsuit defeats those problems. Happy to have that conversation. Otherwise, if you saw this in YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Really happy to have you here. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality.